Good morning. This is Pastor Dan and God Talk, God Talk number 76. If you're a little new, I hope that you're beginning to get a habit and a routine and find us eight minutes or so every every morning, Monday to Friday. So yesterday we started a sermon on dry bones in Ezekiel 37. That there's uh, four groups of people. There are dead, dead, physically dead, spiritually dead, died without Christ. People who are physically alive, alive, but they're dead. Souls are dead. Then there are people who are dead but alive. They're physically dead, but they died in Jesus, and they're going to be alive again. And it's just a moment to them that they're in the grave in their own experience. And then there's alive, alive, and that's what we want to talk about. How can dry bones live and be fully alive and awake? Someone talked to me the other day, and they said, Boy, Pastor Dan, two years ago, I was flying. I was doing so great. I was full of God. I was active. I was everywhere in church. I was smiling all the time. Now I don't feel anything. I can't feel close to God anymore. And I asked her, I said, what what changed? I mean, what is the back go back to that fork in the road and say, what what happened then? I don't know. So we kept talking and finally uh, came up that she had started to go out with a married man and her life had become a total soap opera. And I asked, think maybe that had something to do with it? You know, uh, look back. And, and see what happened that began to move you and you dried up and you became dry bones. Israel sinned against God and God let them be captured and ended up in Babylon. Now they're dry bones. And he says, uh, our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. So you have to go back to that fork in the road and see when, when it began to go that direction, what changed? When you begin to lose the fire that you had before, back go back to where you were alive and see what started the slide. Revelation 3 says, remember what you have received and heard. Go back. You've lost your first love. Well, go back to when you had the love and see what you did to, to go the wrong direction and repent and go the other direction. That's what you do when you get lost. You go back to where you were sure you knew where you were and don't go down the way you went. Go somewhere else. And I have had people, from the minute they cut off the sin they were doing and got back on track, began to come alive again. I had a guy who was a singer, great singer. His sister sang for me all the time. He was good, too. And all of a sudden, he can't sing. And uh, I was giving them Bible. Bible studies and premarital counseling and all of a sudden I came and turned out they were living together and they had decided to save money and whatnot whatnot you know and I said dude you know it's up to you your choice but I think uh, I would at least consider going the other direction he went to the manager of the apartment complex and told her I made a mistake I made a terrible mistake do you have any place I could live for a couple months until until the wedding and she said good choice my friend good choice and she had an apartment that was that was uh, in between they had someone coming but they weren't coming for a few weeks she said I can put you there and I think I can put you there for free no one will make a difference so he got to stay in an apartment for free live by his conscience and immediately began to be able to sink again and found his heart and soul and it's happened over and over again dry bones begin to come alive. At other times, people make choices that are not going to help them be alive. They want Christ in their life, but they want some time alone away from Christ. They don't want Jesus to have everything. Like, Jesus, you stay here. Like a drama, our drama team did for years, Sonny Boloico. You know, Jesus, you stay here. Don't come with me. And Jesus would follow. No, stay here. I don't want you to come. Turn around. Stay. I don't want you to see this. We want God to stay out of certain pockets of our lives. The old mansion illustration, that there's this huge mansion. You invite Jesus into your life, and there are many doors inside. And uh, Jesus begins to knock on all the inner doors. And he says, I'll come in. I want to give you life. Let's clean this up. 
David says, God, search me, search me, see if there be any wicked way in me. We open the doors. But other times we close those doors and say, Jesus, any other door, not that one. I don't want to give up those grudges. I don't want to give up being able to say a couple of those words when I get upset. I don't want to have to give all that money to God or church or missions. I don't want to go and do that. And uh, God says, if you hold anything back, C.S. Lewis says, if you hold any area back, that area will become an area of death, dry bones. So you have to decide. And all of a sudden, people get too busy to hang out with God. No time for devotions. No time for a small group. And all of a sudden, the joy is gone. And they say, Pastor Dan, what happened? So as we begin to go into the heart of this passage and begin to ask now, can, can dry bones live? Can people change? And that's the old famous question. Is it possible to actually change? We had a church group meeting in our church for a long time, and I loved them. They were my friends, and we talked together, and oh, they were loving, kind people. But they didn't always keep the church clean. They didn't always get out on time, drove the people that came in after them crazy, and uh, so a few things broke. We would talk to them, and they'd be, oh, we're sorry, Pastor Dan. We'll get it fixed. We'll take care of it. And there were people who said in my church board meeting when we finally just came to the limit, Pastor Dan, they are this particular ethnic group. They have this background. This is their character. This is what they are known for all over the world, and they will never change. Several people made that speech, and I had to get up and say, are you sure? Is that what we believe, that people cannot change? What about Ezekiel 37? Is that the dry bones can come back to life? They say your personality is pretty fixed when you are six or seven or maybe even two or three years old. Some people even think prenatal. You're still inside and you're already fixed in who you're going to be. It's the old nature-nurture debate. Are we born or are we shaped by our environment? You've heard all these twin studies, you know, twins are separated at birth and they find each other 25, 30 years later and they, they like the same music, same cigarettes, three triplets, they, they were taking the same major in college. You say, wow, pretty powerful, powerful. What about fraternal twins versus identical twins? They have the same gene, same family, but they're a little less alike. All kinds of studies. And we have to decide, are we bound by these destiny-making factors in our DNA, the families we grew up with? Uh, can we break free from patterns that are bad choices and be better and be different if we have an addictive personality? I've just been with a couple, and she says, Pastor Dan, I've been an alcoholic. Why? Well, I, I knew her before. I did not know she was an alcoholic. I knew she had issues. I didn't know that. She says, I've been sober for 11 years. Good for you. Good for you. So now they're trying to decide, can we trust this and get married? Have we changed? Both of us. Can we change and be better and become all that God wants us to be? That's the story, the issue at the heart of this Ezekiel 37 story. Well, we've got to stop. It's time to go on till tomorrow. Tomorrow we'll begin to go up the other side and talking about the power of change, the power to become dry bones and come back to life. So may we live that life today. We don't want to be dead. We want to be alive. God bless you as you go out and be alive. Perfect today. Amen.